there we go. So yeah, we, we were chatting. Um, so everybody, uh, this is Vinny. How you doing, Vinny? Good, man. Good, Charlie. How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty solid. I gotta say, you know, it's Friday. Uh, the money's going in. Q1's doing solid. Q4 was solid. Uh, I can't really complain. My trainer, I told him to like make me regret walking to the gym, <laughs> and he did his job. So I'm in a world of hurt. I think after this, I'm going to get a Manny Petty, some fried chicken, and watch RuPaul. That's my night. Oh, it sounds like a good Friday night. I, I I know exactly what your trainer likes to do, workout legs. That's my favorite thing, man. Presenting yeah, man. themselves in their thighs and their calves. So. Oh, yeah, it was, it was quads and calves day today. So. Oh, lovely. Oh. <laughs> just like ugh, all of it so yeah man uh, this is not a, a like do you lift bro type thing i was just you just yeah. happened to pop into that thing but anyway um so I, i'm so glad to have you on in here and i know that we we've been known each other for a while now we, i think you found we, we found each other on utopia like last year some other time and um so i was just really curious for you knowing as a facebook advertiser somebody's starting to see some stuff um how are you feeling about 2022 and like what what are you doing right now and so far as like trying to you know what is the strategies that you're really going in for what is like how are you building to scale what does success look like for you talk to me about just like how are you making 2022 you know your best life you know what i mean yeah, so that's a, it's an incredible question. So uh, first, I'd like to give a little bit of context. I've, I've been running Facebook ads for two and a half years. And one thing that when I first started working alongside you <clears throat> is that I had to relearn what I had learned in the past, which was absolutely insane for me. It was a tough transition to go through. But more and more that I, I learned, I was able to start to see, okay, I understand why I thought like this and why other people taught me this hack or taught me this type of retargeting um, system and why it doesn't make sense anymore. Once I was able to go through that myself mentally and visualize it, I was able to think, okay, finally, I see a clearer vision. I actually got a question earlier today. I was in the Utopia chat and I was chatting it up with a couple of friends and Leon, who's a, is a buddy of mine, he goes, oh, NK, they're like, dude, it's 2022. Facebook ads is going down. And I said, yeah, for the people that want to hack it, for the people that don't understand it anymore. And he, he said, do you have any faith in the Facebook ads coming into 2022? And I said, a lot of faith, more faith than I actually had the, the past two years of running Facebook ads. Uh, I feel more competent and I feel that my testing process actually has a meaning and a purpose behind it that's more stable overall. And he said, what? And so just go, going back to that point, it felt really good to me to be able to feel confident coming into 2022. So. Yeah, no, I, I love it, man. And there's a couple of things you said in there that I think are really big. Like one is the, the hacks, you know, all, all of that stuff and having to unlearn what you learned. Like, talk to me, like, what are a couple of things that you used to think were like paramount to success that now is something you wouldn't touch with somebody else's 10 foot pole. Yeah. So that's a, one thing is specifically, I remember working with, um, I was working with a bunch of small clients all at the same time. And I was working with about 17 different accounts at the same time. And I was constantly competing to get better ROAS. So every single day I would micromanage my ads. I would be spending 
countless hours on looking, okay, this ad's doing good. Okay, turn this one off. Okay, now turn this one back on. Okay, this one was doing good three days ago. This one, and just going back and forth. And I'm like, okay, that's just a lot to manage all in one day. But I was able to do it mainly because I had my handy dandy notebook and I was writing everything down just to remember oh. everything. <laughs> I know, right? The notebooks. <laughs> and what they would tell me is, that, hey, we're looking for a specific ROAS. That would be literally a part of my onboarding call. And I remember working with a company called Silver Linings Herbs and Vitamins. It was vitamins and supplements specifically for horses. So horse feed. And sure. their product was actually really good. And I, I, I said to myself, I said, if I had a horse, I, I really like this product because the labels are transparent. One thing that I did, one thing that they had that was a huge benefit was that AOV was really high. It was about 125 to 175 AOV roughly, which was great. And I had, yeah. we had built a landing page for them on ClickFunnels and stuff. And so we were able to sell about one to that we're going for one to three bottles every single sell. So sometimes the AOV would be even up to $200, which was absolutely phenomenal. And we were averaging every month 3x ROAS. And on month four, I remember that they sent us a message and said, and remember, this client's paying us $500 a month. Okay, $500 a month. So that's really little. <laughs> and, and they said, hey, we're, we're, we're done working with you guys. And I was flabbergasted. Just absolutely. It was like a, a right hook straight from my blind spot. And I said, wait, what, what happened? They said to me, well, we can't afford your services anymore. Plus running Facebook ads. And said, they said, it just, the Facebook ads aren't doing good enough. And I said, here are the screenshots right here. This is exactly what's happening. Um, and we had built a thing about this, but also I built them a landing page. We were optimizing that on a weekly basis as well. And I had to think to myself. So finally, uh, one of the, my, my higher ups that I was working with during that time on that Facebook ad account, he entered into a call with them and I was able to listen. Well, what we noticed is that their overhead and their cost of goods sold was too big because it manufactured in house. So uh, that was yeah. causing like the cost of goods sold to be ridiculous. Plus the amount of employees as well. And three oh, yeah. X ROAS month over month didn't make a difference in their business. So that's one thing yeah. that I really had to unlearn. Yeah, the, the ROAS stuff. I, I tell people all the time, like, the trick to making it work isn't your ROAS because your platform ROAS is basically nonsense. The, the num number doesn't mean anything anyway. There's, like, this equation. There's, like, what I like to call, like, the golden equation of direct consumer. Really anything, but for the purpose of this conversation, golden equation of direct consumer, which is, like, your cost of goods plus your cost of per acquisition of a sale. Because remember, a sale is not a customer, right? Like having a customer is very different than, than making a sale. Those are two very functionally different things. The two of those added up divided by the LTV of that offer really lends you into volume and headroom. Like I've scaled brands where we got to a 3X, 4X. I, I, you know, I had a brand, an alcohol delivery company two years ago, and they had a Facebook rep running it, and he was stoked. He got it to 3.5X on like 600 a day. Fantastic. And they were making about 10, 15 grand profit a month. Awesome. They were happy. 
uh, I came on board. And instead of looking at it that way, we looked at profit margin of each individual sale that COGS plus CPA parentheses divided by LTV and got it that way. So we understood we were making $22 on a sale. We got them up to 3000 a day. So that we were doing 50,000, a hundred thousand in profit a month at like a way larger spend. Although a ROAS looked terrible, right? but it was because we started measuring business metrics that mattered. You know, we weren't, we weren't concerned about CPMs and CPCs and, click-through rates of an ad and trying to maximize the ROAS. I maximized that ROAS so damn good. The business damn near went out of business so many times. Because, oh, yeah, but you're making $10 for every dollar you spend, but we can only afford to spend 100 bucks because we have no revenue. We have no volume. And that lack of context, man, I tell you, I think it's crushing people. Uh, and I love that you said that. I mean, I think – you know, you went through the MBA program. I think one of the things that we talk about so much in the MBA program is that concept of scrum doc and ecosystem ROAS and being able to measure that lift, right? Incremental to your business to understand what is the value of what I'm doing? And ultimately, what's the most important thing that I can do? And I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I mean, that's why I teach it and I've been using it for years, but I'm super curious, like for you, it, it do you, is that where you're getting some of this confidence from some of this knowledge, some of this of like, I don't look at ROAS anymore because it doesn't matter. This is the metric. These are the things that are important. Is that working out for you these days? Yeah, it is working out for me. And it's actually working out quite well because even in my own e-commerce business, and um, I was even talking to my wife about this because we're just barely opening up our e-commerce store. <clears throat> it's honey, like, are we able to look at the overall ecosystem of everything that we're doing? And then when we're able to do that, we are able to look at it more holistically and give, give us a greater idea of how much traffic we really need from Facebook and how much we want to spend on Facebook to bring make us profitable. And when we look at the entire, look at it holistically, I actually have a good example of this. I actually, I worked with a Facebook, I worked with an account the brand was called Moody Girl. It was a energizing chocolate specifically for women. And what we noticed, again, we were looking at the project and saying, hey, we're doing a good job. But what we noticed is that her backend systems or everything else, she was relying strictly just on Facebook, not looking at the business over holistically, even though uh, her husband was a digital marketer himself. But we had like no email set up, no sequences, no LTV. We had no idea how many people were coming back and buying once again. So mm. that changed that fundamentally changed my perspective because once I, I could, th I started to think about all the previous clients that I had worked with, and I thought, man, there's so much more that we could have done if we looked at the entire ecosystem. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times. Like, I feel like something I try to tell people is. You know, if you can make Facebook simple, you know, like one of my objectives is to make Facebook projectable and simple and steady so that it takes a couple hours a week to really manage. That means now you have a steady stream of individuals to some funnel or some offer, whatever you want to call it, some gateway. And then you can spend the rest of the time maximizing the value of that. And, and I think you know, in the last Q&A in the MBA program, you know, because every week we have classes and one-on-ones and stuff. And then the last one really got into this idea of maximize the volume of everything that you can down to that offer that has the best, you know, D to C equation outcome. 
And then, you know, our, our favorite little Google Analytics thing that we talk about all the time, you know, the user flow uh, and find where that bottleneck is. And if you can just figure out what the issue is in that bottleneck to explode the LTV or if you make a 10% change in that in that in that last piece of that customer journey, that could be a 20, 30, 50% increase of your Facebook ad spend. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do on Facebook ads, for instance, with, with, with this chocolate company. No Facebook ad is going to increase the, like is going to make somebody buy three times after they bought, but there's no email set up, no SMS, no customer service set up. Like so much of being successful as a Facebook marketer is figuring out how to make Facebook stable and then figuring out what is wrong with the business. My, I've always said like, the, the light bulb moment for me was my job isn't to spend the money and let you know how good I did with it, right? My job is to understand why you're not giving me twice as much and to let you know the problem in your business you need to fix so that I can spend twice as much money because your Facebook media budget is an output of the rest of your business success. And that, that fundamentally changed so much for me. So, yeah. so much. So that being said, like, what are some of the things that you used to do to juice that ROAS that now, like, you're just not even thinking about it anymore? Uh, retargeting, <clears throat> honestly, retargeting a lot. But again, it's for, for that company specifically, we would run a lot of retargeting for her to help out with gathering. Like, we would say, all right, how long does um, five bars of chocolate last for you? She says, sure. well, about 30 days. I said, okay, cool. So then engagers after 30 days, 60 days, so on and so forth. I right? wanted to bring people back in so we could reconvert them, so on and so forth. Uh, that was one thing that um, I did to bump up that ROAS. And again, this is something that I, I learned and I had to reframe my thought. I said, how do I identify the bottlenecks? I, I'd like to, I, I would like to talk about that just a little bit because I know we, you and I have talked about that personally a lot. Oh, yeah. And in depth. I, I love it. That's yeah. what the one-on-ones are so much fun. I mean, like they're like, we have, we have fun. It's like we're on the phone for however goddamn knows long. And it's, it's one of my favorite parts about things is getting to talk to people like you about this kind of stuff right here. Please. Yeah. It was one of my favorite things as well. Actually, I was looking back on the recording because I wanted to bring on a new client and I was actually showing him our fun Google Analytics funnel builder. I was showing him yesterday. I said, oh, this is so cool. He said, you didn't even know Google could do that. And I said, I know. And so we were talking about it and I said, okay, we need to identify the bottlenecks. How many businesses I've worked with that don't know what their bottlenecks are in their business. They just mm -hmm. want you to do exceptionally well on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. And I, now that I think it back with all the clients that I work with, the amount of bottlenecks that we identified, but never did anything about because we never thought of it like that. The reframing in my brain has helped so much that when I onboard or work with a, a new client, I say, okay, look, we're going to work by objectives, by business mm -hmm. specific business objectives. And we're going to oh, identify yeah. bottlenecks. And then we're going to, like you said, open up the floodgates, say, okay, what's the next bottleneck? Okay. How do we continue building this? And how do we spend more on Facebook? And I never thought about how do we spend more on Facebook? I always thought, how do I maximize the spend that I currently have? on Facebook to make the numbers that I get look really good. So just tie it back into to ROAS, right? How many ads do I need? How many creatives do I need? Um, and all those. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Cause, and that, that's great to get us into another spot, but just 
that business objective. Oh man, I can't tell you how many people like have the crippling mistake of thinking I can spend a thousand dollars on one offer. So if I want to get to five thousand, I need five offers. When yeah. in reaction, when, when in when in reality, um, the most important thing is actually getting out of your own way, stop fighting with yourself and focus on the thing that actually makes the most sense. Like that, that idea of trying to scale your business by making a machine learning platform dumber and chasing a million things by I'm going to do better by doing five times as many things worse is the dumbest thing ever. Once you say it out loud, right? <laughs> yeah. And I get like why people think that way. It makes sense until you like use real world examples of like, well, well, no, that that's that's not how this works. That's that's not how any of this works. I love that commercial. Uh, <laughs> but she's it. like, I unfriend you. I taken you off my wall. Uh, I, I I love that. Um, no, but I love it. And you really are getting down to like a, a great point here about pushing the creative, you know, and and. and once you've identified the business objectives through those equations we've talked about and you're going over the stuff that we talked about, about managing the funnel and doing the analytics and stuff, which by the way, yeah, I mean, this is all in the Facebook ads MBA program, but if you notice, most of this doesn't have anything to do with like the right audience or the right bidding model, because none of that makes any difference. Like literally, as soon as you stop fighting that stupid little battle in the, in the weeds, you're going to start conquering the world because that little shit that makes no difference will cripple you. And you're just going to make it harder and harder and harder work more and more hours every day to make less and less money, rip your hair out. And, and <laughs> what's the point of that? Uh, but, but to that point about creative, um, I know we've had a lot of conversations about that. And so, you know, what are you doing right now in so far as like trying to make creative work, doing testing, stuff like that? Cause I feel like there's this big thing, everybody, I'm loving this like critical mass of where I'm seeing people say, Oh, well ads do the targeting. Yeah. And creative is the most important thing. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Been saying it for five years. I'm glad we're catching up. Yeah. But the problem is the parrots and the echo chambers of the world aren't yeah. telling people what to do. And, and so without getting too like nitty gritty, because we, we, I don't want to sit here for like three hours talking about it. But yeah. like, how are you approaching creative testing stuff, you know, like as, as an ethos is the way that you're thinking about trying to solve these problems and then using those ads to target, how are you doing that as well? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> again, I got to bring it back to this, uh, just the reframing in my brain. I, I like to give examples of what I've done previously just to help give good context. So, um, before I held this really firm belief in a glass jar uh, that ultimately got shattered within our first call uh, when we started when before I started working with you in the MBA program and you replaced it with a new belief. And that belief was that the old belief was that creative testing was a part of like my creative tests was a part of having one campaign ad set specific to um like so a specific variable that I was going to keep constant or two variables that's going to keep constant. And the only variable that was ever going to change was the creatives. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. So when I had that belief, I was like, okay, great. So the only thing I'm changing is creative. So I figure out, okay, this is what the creative that works. Well, mm -hmm. when you shattered that glass jar for me and inserted a new belief into a brand new jar, I thought to, you said that 
you separate them within each individual element. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that makes so much sense. Because before you would test three different creatives, five different creatives, and the same headline and the same copy. Just mm-hmm. assuming yeah. that your copy and your create your copy and your headline was ultimately the, the best ones. We know we know the copy that converts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know the copy converts, even though it was the first test. Yeah. Right. And it was the only yeah. issue with the creative. So I now I approach it differently. I'm actually looking at different concepts of creative, not the different concepts of creative. How does that okay? There, right there was a fundamental switch for me. Now I'm looking for mm. different concepts. And you got UGC concept, you got a value proof concept, you've got you know, so many other concepts. Yeah, lowest cost, features and benefits, supercuts of okay. product shot, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when I started reframing it in my mind and testing it, those individual elements, I was really able to have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. I must say, to have more confidence in these assets that I bring into the next phase of testing, which ultimately made me so much more confident to test because before I'd be a little bit nervous. Like, Hey, tell a client, like I'm testing. It's like, yeah, but I don't know which element's going to work well. I don't know yeah. if this creative is actually going to convert. Well, now that I'm bringing those elements, well, tearing those elements apart and put dissecting them and putting them into their individual pieces, I'm able to have a lot more confidence in the way that I test my creatives as yeah. well. No, I, I love that. Like the fact that instead of taking the throw the spaghetti against the wall because nothing really matters, it's a crapshoot. And I'm going to say, well, this had to be good after three days. I'm going to bet my entire business on its success. And then ripping your hair out when it dies after four days and saying, well, Facebook's not stable. Uh, because like any business, if you're firing any employee, if you, if, you hire, if you hire 12 people and then you say, all right, great, I've got one star employee. I'm going to make them run the entire business. And then the shit house goes up in flames. You're like, well, clearly uh, I can't, like my business is, like the problem isn't the ad, right? The problem isn't Facebook. The problem is, Facebook works. Facebook does exactly what it says it's going to do. They sell you some of their attention for profit. And your objective is to meet that contract of giving people a positive experience that ultimately turns into positive business objectives for your brand. And when you start looking at it that way, I think you start to realize, well, how can I be a good partner? You know, And, and it goes to like, I mean, I'm a married guy. Like if, if my wife said, I need this, this, that, and from you. And my response was, fuck you. It's not going to work out well. But that's at the core of the strategy of 90% of people that I see running Facebook ads. And, and they're trying to come up, their solution in that analogy would be more like, well, I'm just going to try to come up with more excuses. Or I'm just going to try to, you know, handle the symptoms of all the problems instead of really addressing the core issues. And if you don't address the core issues, you're never going to be able to move forward. And, you know, uh, like you can't move mountains if you're always worried about the little pebbles, right? It's just never going to happen for you, you know? And one of the things I love about the concept stuff, and it's something that we talk about all the time, and I'm curious to see how this is working out for you, but targeting, right? Like we're talking about primarily using broad. And people are like, well, broad doesn't work. Facebook doesn't work. But it absolutely does. And, and it's just a matter that you were, you were not taught properly. And it's because most people were learned from some guru on the internet who was probably overworked and underpaid and poorly trained by somebody else that was overworked, poorly trained. And that, that generation of bad advice and bad advice and bad advice that comes down because – 
somebody rented a Lamborghini and made a get rich quick scheme five years ago. And just nobody's bothered to, to, to make it better because I feel like stuff that makes sense. That's easy where you can just recycle that information is so much easier for people to digest and so much easier for them to want to do instead of really investing in developing real business strategies. And so with that being said, like, how are you seeing these concepts do the targeting for you and, and, and embracing broad versus, you know, 20 interest groups and trying to keep Facebook dumb as hell for profit, which again, <laughs> makes no sense uh, when you actually think about it in any way. I've yet to hear a single logical conversation of, well, Facebook's a machine learning platform. My goal is to keep it as dumb as possible and to print money. Like, <laughs> that makes no sense. Right. Um, so uh, one thing for me, and I could think of a very clear story. I was working with a company called uh, Old Boy Homeschool, and they were selling uh, printable ebooks for kids that they could draw, and it was educational and it was fun. <clears throat> What I would have to do is go through rigorous market research to find one, identify their audience. Like, who exactly am I speaking to, right? And go through and I find, okay, this is their interest. Okay, great. So I went through the audience and I was like, hey, this audience, this audience, you know, moms that have kids that are two to five years old, oh, uh, yeah. that stay at home moms, that uh, the, so on and so forth, right? You, you get the gist. And I remember actually increasing the amount of sales that I got for them, but still not at a profitable rate. So when I started looking at broad, I actually noticed this on one account that my, an old, someone that I used to, to work with, and he was actually running broad for financial and it was doing the best out of all of the other interests. And I, that didn't register to me to just barely. <laughs> yeah. And um, so as soon as I started embracing broad, I, I saw one super low CPMs lower cost per link clicks. I know those are just vanity metrics, but I started to see more and more people come into the funnel overall instead of limiting it. And mm -hmm. in specific with the way that I communicate with them through my creatives, through the concepts. So all that market research didn't necessarily go into audience, which it, it did in a way, but not on Facebook, but letting Facebook find the people that I wanted to speak to and speak to them clearly and communicate with them clearly. And because I was able to find that through my primary text, my creative and my headline, it was able to target more people who wanted that, that before I would exclude because yeah. they might not have fit that specific audience. Yeah. Like, so before you were, you were, you were, you were paying extra to prevent yeah. your ads from seeing the right people. And as your costs rise and your efficiency goes down, you are blaming the system for doing exactly what you told it to do instead of letting it do its job. Right. Exactly. And I had already written. I love that that's working out. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like I said, so much reframing because I've, I've gone through so much, so many different instances of that. And, um, uh, definitely. And I, I would always let my primary text, my headline, my creative speak for them, try to work with the audience. But now I'm just letting it say, Hey, Facebook, find the people who are going to resonate with this with the most and let's not exclude them all. Let's let them all come to us. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I think that that's so right on. And I love hearing this stuff come from other people, right? I love talking to students and I love talking to clients and I love talking to other minds that have like figured this stuff out. And um, 
you know, one of the things that, that we've kind of danced around a little bit here, but I want to kind of t touch on you know, one or two things real quick is, you know, we got to meet each other on, on, on some spots, but one of the big leaps forward for us was really, you know, you going through that MBA program, the Facebook ads MBA program. And, you know, um, people can hear me talk about it till the cows come home, <laughs> but you know, right before we're getting on, you were like, you were saying, you know, one of the biggest issues is this, the confidence, right. Is the ability to know what you're doing. And that's what the before world was like. Right. right? And now shit is fundamentally different. Right. And, and I just love to know from, from your own words, man, uh, just what you got out of it and what you enjoyed most about it. Because I want to know, I want people to know that these are things that real people can have for themselves. And, I could try to say it a million times, but never trust the car salesman about the quality of the car. Ask the guy that paid money and bought it and driving around for 30,000 miles, right? Yeah. It's somebody that has fundamentally changed their quality of life and their trajectory because of that. What, yeah, man, talk to me about your experience and what you love the most. Yeah, so what I love the most is the big picture. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a big picture kind of person. I do, I want to build big things. I want to help my clients um, build their businesses in a big way. And what what I really, really loved is the fact that ultimately when we hopped on the phone call, we barely talked about Facebook ads. It was kind of funny because we barely talked. We had about what, two or three calls, I think, about? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had, before we got you in, it was like, I don't know if I should trust this guy. Yeah, we had like probably 45, two or three 45 minute calls of you just yeah. like making sure I was like a legit dude and this is the right move for you. It was Hey, look, that's what it took to make you feel like it was the right thing to do. And, and yeah, very, very little of what we talked about was actually uh, Facebook ads. Because yeah. Facebook ads has very little to do with your success as a Facebook ads manager, ironically enough. Yeah, and that helped me out so much because I've, I've, I've liked to do Facebook ads, but I've always liked to help the business owner. That's why I would build out landing pages for business owners and help them convert because majority of the time their website wouldn't convert. I'd be like, hey, don't worry, I'll do it. I got this, right? And I would go there and I'd build email sequences for them. And I'd say, okay, don't worry, I got this. Because I always knew there was more than Facebook. And what mm -hmm. I love so much is that you teach more than Facebook. The ecosystem ROAS sheet for me has been really, has really, changed my mind and the way that I look at businesses and identifying bottlenecks has really changed my mind the way I look at businesses that I bring in businesses that I want to work with because there were before when they couldn't identify their own bottlenecks um, it became really difficult to work alongside them because it's like hey what are you doing to identify the bottleneck I'm driving the traffic like it's only Facebook ads that's the problem it's like well there's more to that and I always knew inside of me that there was more to that so once you reveal that and I think that happened in our second call. You revealed that, and I said, "Boom!" Like there it is. That you know, my glass, my belief in my glass jar shattered. And I said, "Well, shit," you know. <laughs> uh, but that was one of the things I absolutely loved about. It. Also, the the community. I, I've met some absolutely incredible people: uh, Kelvin, uh, Daniel, Alex, uh, Tom, Jared. I mean, some some incredible people out there who just honestly, it's a good group of people that I was really hoping to connect with. And sometimes we we take time outside even of your lectures and 
we will look at like, hey guys, do you guys all have a question about this? Like, yeah, so let's all hop on the call. We all hop on the call. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we all hop on the call and we all talk together and we send each other messages like, hey, how are things going? I called Tom two days ago, three days ago, and I said, bro, like I'm getting like a $5 cost per lead because <laughs> so I built some really good um, life. It's like a fellowship. Yeah, like community. I love that. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really loved. And as well as our one-on-ones, I love one-on-ones. Those yeah. are incredibly important. That was one thing that we talked about in our third call. I said, Hey, are we going to have one-on-ones? And you said, yeah, definitely. And I'll take as much time and answer all the questions that you need. And yeah, it, true. And I still have that as additional lectures instead of just buying a course. I have like real world lectures that we can actually go through with real life questions and instances that I can tell. Yeah, opening up your screen, recording the whole phone call, diving through, like answering your questions, holding your hand through all of these individual things, giving you direction to the next pain points, like letting you know, okay, here's the five things you're going to do. And in seven days, this thing's going to go wrong. So let's prep for it now. Like all of that stuff, like knowing what to do. And I, I, I love to see people blossom through all of that stuff. And I think, you know, to wrap things up, the most important thing about that is you were trying to make a decision on whether or not you were going to take control of the rest of your life and what that direction looked like. And now you're a elite level marketer that is, you know, taking on clients and and doing really great stuff. And and, uh, I mean, I I love it. And and part of the thing too, is when you have new clients and you have new questions and stuff, there's that community. So it's not just like, well, I graduated. What am I going to do? It's like, I I, I have a problem uh, I'll, I'll talk to you on, on Thursday or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's so great. And I love that. And so with that being said, like, I, I would love to like leave the floor to you on this thing of like, how can people find you? Like maybe they really dug what you're doing. Maybe they're unhappy with the people that are going on. Maybe they just want like, can Vinny audit my account? And maybe I can work with him if he actually knows what he's talking about. And like, yeah, cause, cause I, I want to make sure that people either, you know, Maybe they're trying to change what they're doing and they can reach out to you to be like, all right, is this for real? Or maybe they're struggling and they don't necessarily want to do it themselves, but they're very unhappy with the like, you know, very low quality support they're getting from some big fancy name of a whole bunch of people that are overworked, poorly trained and underpaid and they're not getting the love they deserve. So with that being said, I'll I'll, I'll leave the floor to you, man. How can people find you? What are you up to? And let's make sure that anybody watching this gets to know who you are. And, uh, you know, hey, why not talk to Vinny? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Charlie, thank you. Um, so you can find me on Twitter, uh, Vinicius Leon Petri. And uh, you, my, my DMs are open. Yeah, very, very fancy. <laughs> I got the uh, link in the description. I got the link in the description. I okay, promise. great. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, you can find me there. My DMs are always open. You can ask me any type of questions. And one thing that I do want to say really quickly is if you're on the fence at all in any way, think about this. <clears throat> what Char- what Charlie teaches as, as, a, as your mentor in the MBA program is something that it's going to take you years. I'm talking about five to 10 years to learn, to go through and experience, and you can finish that much faster. That was one thing that me and him talked about. I was like, look, I, I want all your knowledge. Give it to me. And you're like, okay, cool. And so <laughs> that, that was exactly, uh, but that's where you can find me. Uh, currently what I'm doing is Facebook ads, uh, CRO, helping with conversion. Like We're even writing copy for landing pages if that's necessary, because like we talked about the ecosystem, there's a whole ecosystem. 
not just Facebook. I want to make sure that whatever traffic that I'm driving is also converting and then we're converting on the back end. So I'm also doing emails as well and different email sequences to help out companies. So those are the things that I'm doing. I love it, man. I love it. Well, thank you very much, dude. I appreciate it. it like I said, it's Friday. Uh, I'm pretty sure I promised my wife a Manny Petty at five o'clock with some fried chicken and RuPaul. And, uh, <laughs> Okay, I got 12 minutes to walk five minutes up the street, and I probably should make sure she's ready to go. So I really appreciate it, man. I get to live a life, and I'm very happy about it. I, I love getting to talk to alumni, and, and I love getting to talk to successful people. And I really hope that, like, one of the vibes I get out of all this ultimately is you took a risk investing in yourself. Yeah. It was not the cheapest investment you made, but I hope it was the most valuable one. Oh, yeah, for sure. It definitely was. Right on, man. Well, hey, look, yeah. thank you so much. I'm going to let you go. I got to go. Uh, happy weekend to you. And I know we got some more one-on-ones. And, and to, if I don't see you until I see you, uh, I'll see you. Yeah, <laughs> good. Same to you. And All right, you, you have a great time. Tell you later. I said hello. Keep I kicking will. some ass, man. I'll see you later. You as well. Happy weekend. Bye.